The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here to talk about God today. Not a topic I actually uh, speak about that often, but I'm excited about this topic because one of the things I find in the work I do is, uh, first of all, God comes up a lot, and I'm uh, happy about that. There are certain threads of how God comes up that I wanted to address today. Because I believe that some of it is absolutely disempowering. And I'm going to talk about that. If you are interested in helping slice and dice this with me, or if you want to participate in this conversation with me, I welcome you to call in today, 815-215-3555, and join the discussion. I'm happy. Oh, it's 816. I'm sorry, 215-3555. I'm happy to have uh, opinions and thoughts and ideas and and break this down to you uh, while we're live on the air. So please do take advantage of the opportunity to call in. This is a topic that I have spoken to Christians, Christian ministers, uh, normal people. Uh, uh, I was raised Catholic myself. And uh, I was raised as a young girl with a lot of beliefs in, in God and Jesus Christ. And I was schooled in the Catholic traditions all the way through college. The things that I see now, the perspective I have now, may not fit everyone. And I appreciate that. But as a career coach, as someone who watches women and a few men blossom into their soulful greatness, there are some things I've observed about the folks who allow themselves to have power and purpose and exert their entire God-given soul in this universe versus the ones who are still holding back. And that's really what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about paying attention to God a little bit too much might be actually holding you back. 
And it might be some beliefs that just may not be enough to let your soul free. Because over the ages, some religions, some bodies of faith, some people, some families, etc., have more or less bought into some fear-based aspects of our wonderful creator. And as I've witnessed people suffering and people finding joy, some of the major differences in that is their relationship with their God and or their creator or their divine. Because I'm specifically talking about God today, I'm going to keep using the word God. In my understanding and my personal philosophy, which you may or may not agree with, I believe that God is, is pervasive and all around. I believe that God comes through us and is with us. I believe that God has ordained this magnificent universe to work in wondrous ways that we as human beings can't possibly understand. But as human beings, we have constantly desired to understand it. And in my coaching, this comes up all the time. As a matter of fact, my coaching is interwoven with this concept of God. Now, in order to make sure that I am appealing to more people who need help, I usually talk about it in a lot of different variety of words. And so as we march forward as divine creatures, as we craft a life that feels good or feels better, as we come into who we are meant to be, at some point, we, we have to sort this out. And I don't know that anyone ever gets it sorted out for good, ever. Um, perhaps that's true. But I got to tell you this. The things that matter about what we need from our God is really about faith. And that in and of itself could possibly be hundreds of hours of discussion, and I know there's literally college degrees and master's and doctoral degrees in divinity. We can't get to all of that today, but I want to sort this out a bit. Number one, to provoke some, some, some thoughts. Number two, to offer some ideas. If you're suffering or not where you want to be in your life, I want to offer some ideas that could be helpful to you. And, and I would like to provoke this, this conversation and this concept a bit. Um, but let me lay out a few things. So many people I've talked to personally and, and also professionally say things like, well, I'm looking for a sign from God to know what to do. And as much as that intellectually sounds like a good idea, what is happening as a human being is that we are literally turning our free will 
over to something that may or may not be a sign from God. I'm not sure too many humans actually are that connected that they know that this is a sign from God and that is not. So what we're doing typically is randomly selecting what we think is a sign from God. And what we have done in that statement is handed our power over. And if we think we've handed it over to our divine creator, to God, I'm not sure that's appropriate either. One of the things I know for sure is that as human beings, our creator gave us free will. Our creator set us here on this earth to expand our soul and to make our soul and the world a more loving place. And so if we look for a sign to take action on something or to do something meaningful, that means that we're not trusting our own sense of self. It means that we're not willing to be a powerful contributor in the world. And it's literally abdicating the free will that God actually gave us. So as that happens, we are pulling back on the actual power of our soul and the actual power of our whole inner being, our whole beautiful self. And we're just offering it up to something out there. So looking for a sign in the outside world could feel like fun and it could feel like that's what you want to let your God do is to point you in that direction through a sign. But frankly, there are signs all over the place. And what I think most people who are saying that saying, I'm, I want to look for a sign from God to see if I should do this or not. There's a lot of physiology attached with that. And to tell you the truth, you can sort of make that up. There is an alternative. There is an alternative. And part of that alternative goes back to the difference between tuning in to your own godliness and expecting it to be out there as something that you're not worthy of or that you don't have. God is not separate from you. And when we abdicate our free will to anything, we're losing our power as a beautiful human being. Let me take a caller now. Hello, Vilma. How are you today? Do you have a question? Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Um, all right. So we don't have a caller, and uh, we're going to carry on. So the, the aspect of how we tap into knowing and having a deep sense of our own internal power is by tuning into that. Tuning in, not tuning outside. It is by tuning in. If we're paying too much attention to what God wants for us, I'm not sure how we interpret that. I'm not sure how we pick and choose. We have to tune in to the inner being that is 
connected to divine. It is our divinity. It is our godliness. If we are so busy being outside of ourselves, we are going to get this wrong. We are going to let other people and other random determinants choose for us. And you may say, well, how do we make good decisions then? How do we know what's appropriate? How do we, how do we determine the next job or the next career move? How do we know if, um, if we should move to a particular city or not? How do we know? Well, I'm going to tell you this. The best way to know is to stay tuned in to your inner being. The best way to know anything is to stay tuned in, tuned in, tuned in. When you are tuned in, you are accessing that knowledge. It does not come from the brain. It does not come from a pro-con list. It comes from your inner self. And that has got to be turned up. Your inner being has to be finely tuned in a way that you're listening and receiving and paying attention to the inner. Oftentimes this is called instincts or intuition. Sometimes if it's instincts, we put more, more, uh, more into that. Oh yeah, boy, he has strong instincts. Oftentimes it's referred to what men have. They're like following their instincts. Yeah, that's great. Sometimes intuition is, is typically put on what women feel. Oh, she's got women's intuition. And it's usually dismissed for a decent amount of time. Those two things are a bit what the components of your inner being are all about. Your inner being is tapping on you for attention pretty much all the time. But what happens is we have so many defense mechanisms as a human being and so much fear and we have emotional pain and we have disappointments and people who have treated us unkindly. And all of this tends to create a coating and a covering, literally almost like this shelter to our soulful self. And that shelter turns down the volume of our inner being. Because if it has to get through a few layers to have us listen, it's going to be more difficult to hear it, to feel it. We actually don't hear it. We actually feel it. This inner being is a presence within. And our physical body, the way that it's built, actually has feelings associated with our inner being. And if we have it locked down and protected so deeply because we've gotten so hurt over our lifetime, it's not going to be accessible to us. It's like the phone line has been cut. And so we have to regenerate that connection with our godliness inside and not from outside. When we pay too much attention to the signs from the outside, we are literally cutting ourselves off from the best, beautiful parts of who we are as a human being. And we are abdicating our free will. Oh, I'll wait for a sign to make that decision. 
I've worked with hundreds of women who have stayed in jobs, much less marriages or relationships, that have not worked for years. For years. Why does this happen? Well, it's obviously a combination of factors. But sometimes it's that we don't listen to the inner wisdom, the inner voice, the inner godliness within us to do something for ourselves, to craft something better. And when we don't do that, oftentimes it's because we think it's not possible and we believe we're not truly worthy of it. Both of those conclusions are absolutely flawed if you have faith in God. Because if you have faith in God, you are always worthy of more and better. You are never to be treated in any way that makes you feel bad. Ever. So your God is meaning for you to feel happy and empowered and and eager about life and, and optimistic and have positive beliefs and, and hope and clarity and joy and appreciation. That's your divine connection. That's what your God wants. So if you're in a situation, be it career or otherwise, where that is not your experience, you have free will to change it. And I know with 100% certainty that your God, my God, and our God wants you to make that move. I know with 100% certainty that there is no greater, wonderful, loving being that wants any of us to be suffering in a job, a relationship, or whatever will be when we are not able to express our most beautiful, bountiful, awesome self. And in many ways, in the coaching I do, in the coaching we do in my workshop, we are helping empower that inner being that has not been able to take their free will and exert it to make a change. So just know that your inner being wants happiness and joy and love and to be appreciated and to appreciate. And that's what your God wants you to have and experience. I know that with 100% certainty that we are put on this earth to feel happy and joyful. And if you're in a situation that is not conducive to that, you are the one who has free will. You are. God's real interested in you being happy, but God's not going to take action for you. Action happens in the physical world, not in the divine world. You must, as a human being, take action to change your circumstances that are causing your soul to be shut down and your worthiness to be questioned. That is, to me, the biggest sin that we as human beings can do and have and endure when we are not empowered and joyous, when we put ourselves in situations that create that environment, we are sinning against the God who created us. How dare you 
continue to put yourself in a situation that is not honoring the beauty and the power and the joy and the loveliness that your God created for you. Guess what? Your God is expecting you to take action on that and expecting you to grow and expecting you to empower yourself and expecting you to take action, to do something better for yourself. I believe that there's evil in this world. I believe that there's dark forces in this world. I believe that it's up to us as beautiful, spiritual, soulful beings to be such a bright light, such a strong being that we don't have that in our lives, that we are not attracting it or bringing it in and we are not empowering it. So many women I talk to on my clarity calls, which is something we do as a, as a free service, we talk about what's going on with the career. How come you haven't made the move? How come you stay there so long? What's really going on there? What's really going on there? What happens is that there's so much fear about making a bad move. There's so much fear about perhaps a bad move that was made in the past. And frankly, there is no such thing as a bad move. What there is such a thing is not doing something that's different and better for yourself. We all do things that didn't work out the way that we expected. But if we take that as a lesson to lift ourselves up, if we take that as the thing that's going to be the ingredient that's going to push us forward, then it's all good. I have a saying in my work and in my workshop, and we give our clients cards. Everything always works out for me. If you have a magic covering on top of all of the actions, all of the decisions that you've made, all of the situations that you have come across that have unfolded in front of you, and if you truly believe that it's always to your highest good and that everything always works out for you, that is what faith looks like in the real world. You can't doubt your God. You've either got faith or you don't. It's not something that you can just decide, well, I'm not going to make this move because I don't know about it. I'm looking for a sign. If you believe that everything is always working out for you, that your God has created magnificent opportunities for you to step into your power and to learn, and that everything is for your growth, if that's how you're operating in the world, you're coming from a place of faith and not fear. But if you're shutting yourself down from doing things and being things and experiencing, and you're staying in, in a place whether that be a place of your own internal workings or a place such as a job or a, or a relationship that is not serving your highest good, if you're in that place, then you don't have faith. That faith needs to be fueling all of your decisions and actions. And you'll feel it. You'll feel it inside You'll feel it in the power of what feels true. Your faith will lend itself to you 
in times of decision by the strength of what feels right and true for your highest good. The sign from God to protect you from fear is not what, it's not appropriate. It's not going to get you in the right lane. It's not going to have you on the right path. If you're so fearful that you're looking for a sign to get permission to move forward, you're not going to get the blessing. You're going to get more fear. And you're going to get more darkness in your life because you're inviting it in with energizing fear. Looking for a sign from out there is coming from a place of fear, not faith. Having the signs come to you so that you can make a decision for you is living with an external orientation to the world, not an internal orientation to the world. Your internal orientation to the world is your connection with your God. Your external orientation to the world is stuff that's already been figured out and created. So you have to craft for yourself that close internal connection where you are turned on from the inside. As I travel through my life these days, I see a quote-unquote sign, and, and what I do is smile as a recognition. It doesn't have the power to have me make a decision about something. When we allow something from the external world to be the powerful source of who we are and what we decide for our beautiful lives, we have given our power away. We must bring it back in and create that strong, deep connection with our creator in order to make decisions, practice our free will, and grow. And we have to be operating from fear I mean, <laughs> from faith, not fear. When we're operating from fear, we're looking for signs in the outside world. Oh, I hope I do this right. Oh, I hope this is right. Oh, I hope this is correct. Well, if something uh, happens out there that makes me feel a little bit better about myself, then, then maybe I'll decide to do this scary thing. No, 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 no. Tune in to what you're feeling. Tune in and not the fear feeling, but what you really know to be true from a faith perspective. That's where you're going to find not only your inner beauty and your soul, but all of the answers on how to insert your free will in your life so that you have an empowered, joyful, free, passion-filled, optimistic, hopeful life. That is how we do it, not by looking for the signs from the outside. I'm going to talk in the second half of the show about some specific examples. And I'm also going to reveal for you some practices that you can do to tune into. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. So I'm covering a fun topic today. 
I thought I'd go out on a limb today talking about are you paying attention too much to God? And so far, we've sorted through a few concepts. And basically, what I'm putting out there for you to consider and think about is that your own personal faith and your connection to your God resides within. And your own free will has got to come from an inner place, not an outer place. So many people I talk to throughout the, the weeks and the months and the years I've been doing this work are really giving over their power to some external sign from God or I'll know if God tells me to. I'm not sure how that works. The only thing I can come up with is that there's so much fear in stepping into your power that you're looking for permission. God's not going to give us permission. God put us here on this earth to exercise our free will. Everyone's out here living in the physical domain, exercising free will. Even if that free will is to believe in fear over faith. Even if that free will is to be shrunken down into a teeny little pilot light of your soul rather than to be a big, bright, shiny light. It's all free will. And there are things that are going to happen to us in life that are there for our unfolding. They are there for our beautiful soul to come up another step, another notch. That's what this is all about, this beautiful human experience. For those of you who have small children around you or perhaps you've raised them and you remember what it was like to have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, that's what our soul looks like. Happy, joyous, curious, eager to try things, to do things, to explore, to learn. What's this? Eager and happy to be on this planet. When I talk to someone in their 40s or 50s or 60s or 30s even, they've sort of lost some of that eagerness. Shut down the better parts of themselves over time because, yes, life can hand us some things that don't feel great. I've coached over 500 plus people over the last five years and I've watched magnificent human beings come back to life. I have witnessed the unfolding of a beautiful human soul that can then exert themselves in the world in a way that either they haven't done in a long, long time or they've never done. A lot of these beautiful souls I have coached have college degrees, master's degrees, multiple master's degrees, doctoral degrees, law degrees. Educated, smart human beings, their intellect brimming with contribution and knowledge. But their soul doesn't match up. This is why they're not truly at the level in their career that they know they could be or should be. Because when your soul's power is dim, you can't contribute at the level that you feel that you ought to be. 
And if you don't break through and allow your soul to resurrect itself, to come alive, if that best part of you stays dormant and shrunk, usually due to fear, if that's what is going on, you will not know your true God. You will be acting as if you do. You may be even going to church or praying. But if you have not exposed and opened your soul, if you're living in fear, you don't know God. Sorry to say it. It's inconsistent to live in fear and have faith. If you find that you're living in fear, you've got to step into your faith. You've got to know that you're put on this planet having this human experience to be a big, gorgeous, beautiful, soulful you. Even if you're an introvert, you're meant to be big and beautiful and, and, and wonderful. And basically the world is missing out on you also because you're talented. You have gifts. And when you're playing to fear, and when your life has been constructed to protect you because you're living in fear, you are not attached or connected to your God. It's quite the opposite. When you live in that fear cocoon, you've blocked off all the best parts of yourself for yourself to see and for us to see. It's like God can't get into that. You've blocked your, your creator and your divinity off. I have so many beautiful examples of gorgeous, talented people who have been so hurt. And basically it looks like they've been so wronged. But what's really going on is that just over time they've chosen mostly the people I work with and coach to their greatness, mostly no one ever showed them how to do this differently. Most of what we've got going on as human beings is about staying stuck in fear. So often I, I see someone whose career was thriving for a while under a particular boss and that boss was energizing and enlivening to that person. And when that boss leaves, the career falls through the, through the floor. Now that tells me something. It tells me that that person was being propped up by that person's energy, which I understand. I get it. But if you're not holding your own soulful, powerful energy for yourself, you're going to be vulnerable to all of the external shifts that are going to go on in your life. External shifts will happen daily, minute by minute. And if you're vulnerable to that because you don't have your own soulful power to tap into, it's going to be an up and down ride. And then eventually, because you've protected your soul so much from being hurt, there's not going to be too many ups anymore. And usually what happens to us human beings when there's not too many ups, we want to feel good anyway. But sometimes we end up 
drinking too much wine at night, binging on TV or corn chips, shopping for things we don't need, isolating ourselves from friends because we're sick and tired of talking about how miserable we are. And they don't want to hear it anyway. Although there might be that one friend who wants to hear how miserable you are because it makes them feel better. When we are living in fear, we don't feel good. And we give our power to every external circumstance. Do not, please, confuse that with getting a sign from God. Because that's just fear looking for validation. That's just fear looking for some little road. Step into your faith. And that faith, that cauldron of faith, that power plant of faith is your soul and your inner connection with your inner being. That's where your God exists for you. And that enthusiastic, eager, joyful, free, loving self. few examples and a few thoughts on some of the beautiful people that I've seen blossom over the years. There was a woman who was fresh off of a divorce. She had two children and she had been working in the same job for about 20 years. And she liked the fact that she had this job. It was sort of important, but it wasn't big enough for her and it wasn't as important as she wanted it to be and she had gotten stifled at the level where she was at. The divorce rocked her confidence but when we peeled back the layers she actually didn't have a great deal of self-worth underneath it all even though she was highly educated and in a pretty responsible job but it wasn't at the level that she really wanted and it wasn't at the pay that would really feel good for her. When we first got together, working together, everything in the outside world was triggering her to feel a certain way. And that's pretty normal for a lot of human beings. And she wanted something more, but she was afraid of leaving this place she had been for 20 years. She really didn't even think that she could leave or do something somewhere else. So she didn't believe in herself. She was still dealing with the trauma of the divorce. And she had been stifled in her company for years. Now that soul is dim and crushed. But the people I work with the clients I get the opportunity and the privilege to work with usually have at least a little peak of light coming through that they know that there is something more and they just need help finding it. So in my 12-week workshop, we get going at opening that crack of a little bit of light and we open it bigger and bigger and bigger. If you've ever come out of a movie in the afternoon and it's really sunny outside, 
your eyes are going to be like, whoa, shock. Whoa, whoa, that's too much. Whoa, tone that sun down. That's what it feels like when the clients I work with find their soul and start having it be brought to light. And it can bring tears of joy and some tears of grief that it's taken a while to get here. But ultimately, all of that shedding of fear and grief around how powerful this soul is begins to start a beautiful process of unfolding. And you know, that particular client I'm talking about, she wouldn't have been able to navigate a better job with the fear and the trauma that she was holding on to that was part of her experience and that literally she was defining herself by. I'm a divorced mother of two. I've been at this company for 20 years. I'm not getting anywhere. This was her identity. It was locked in. And you know what? She was really faithful to that story. Super faithful to that story. It's the only way she knew how to navigate her life was to be faithful to that story. I'm not getting ahead. They never pay attention to me. Even though I have a presentation, everyone's like, oh, that was great, that was awesome. But still not getting ahead. What's happening there is that the sense of self-worth is being reflected in the world. And it is encoded with this story I'm a divorced mother of two. I've been here 20 years. I'm never going to get ahead. They don't never listen to me. They never take my stuff. I'm not going to make the money I want. There's a defense built up with this story, and it's all fear-based. Yet that little peak that we were able to get to started opening her soul up, and she found happiness first and was warmed by the fact that her soul did have some brightness. And, oh, I've not felt this way in years. And all of a sudden, the external world begins to shift and move to the new story. I am worthy. I know I can get more. I just don't know how yet. And then the hopefulness rises out of discouragement and out of disappointment, out of frustration, out of irritation, out of pessimism. It rises up into hopeful, positive expectation. And that's where we can craft a career move, right from there. I can't help anyone create a better career if we don't brighten up their soul. It doesn't happen. Because as long as your soul is at a certain vibrational frequency, as long as your soul is jittering in fear, as long as your soul is vulnerable to every single move that someone else is going to make, you can't be powerful. Your soul is almost captive by non-godliness. It doesn't have access to the best parts of it when it is coated in fear. But put a little bit of light in there. Put a little bit of hope in there. 
and now the light of the soul begins to expand and now you can tap in to your connection with your divine, beautiful, godly self. Now you can release some of your brilliance and awesomeness and then it takes a while usually to feel okay with that much. It takes a while to recreate your identity of awesomeness, to recreate the identity of yes I can and there is more for me and I'm going to follow this beautiful gorgeous feeling inside and I'm going to allow my expression of my full soulful self to show itself out there because I know that I must do that and now I'm operating in faith versus fear. So when we're expressing our soul, we are in our godliness. And now we've got a rock solid relationship. And now we can navigate life and know that everything's always working out for us. And we can continue to let go of the fear. It happens piece by piece. It happens with one aha moment after the other. It happens with practice. This whole coming into your soul's power and watching your brilliance shine and increasing the illumination of your soul doesn't just happen at the flick of a switch. If you've been living years or decades in fear, it takes a little bit to do this. We bring out all the stops in the work that we do and we have women having magnificent transformations inside of our 12-week workshop because they've decided to answer the call of their inner being the call of their soul that was asking for attention. If you're looking for the signs on the outside world, you're going to be steered in a lot of wrong directions. If you're looking for some external thing to give you an answer, even if you call it God, that answer may be steering you down a road that really isn't to your highest good. You can recover from it, but it gets quite bumpy and quite stormy. When you don't pay attention to your inner guidance, you will have a more difficult life. When you pay attention to your inner guidance, again, where God resides, you will have a life that is navigated through faith. Yes, faith in yourself. Because ultimately, here's the little trick. You are God's creation on this planet. So since that is the way that it is, having faith in you is having faith in your God. Don't let someone else craft that story for you. Don't let someone else pull that away from you. You are a magnificent, 
created being. Once you pull that up, once you light that up, you can have magnificence in your life and not have it coming from ego, not have it coming from, oh, who does she think she is? So back to my story of this client, this divorced mom, job for 20 years, started to bring up her brilliance. All of a sudden, she got recognition and appreciation for the work that she was doing. She applied for one promotion in her company, didn't come together for her. She felt defeated, but she had enough soul power that she recovered quickly from that. And then there was this awesome promotional opportunity in her company, awesome. And she had to do a lot of extra work to, to present and prove that, that she was the right one for the job. She put a lot of work into it. Her soul was on fire. She felt that it was so aligned with who she is and what she wants to do. She didn't get that one either. Second place. And on that disappointment, it didn't really affect her too much because at this point her soul is so bright and so shiny. So she just stayed the course with herself and her soul being the bright, shiny piece that she was bringing to the world. And she began to navigate her life with faith that as long as she continued to bring her soulful, godly self up, more illumination every day, every day, every day, she knew through faith that there was something better that was going to come her way something that she couldn't even imagine. A few months later, an opportunity with a brand new consulting agency that needed exactly what she brought to the table opened up. And she was awarded that opportunity, that job, that career move. And it freed her up from the 20 years and much to her surprise, when she put in her resignation, she was celebrated. She was thanked. She was appreciated. Now I'm going to tell you this, in all the experience I've had in my own personal life and in the over 500 plus people I've coached, the reason why she was celebrated and appreciated when she left was because her soul's illumination demanded it. She didn't. Her soul was so compelling that it brought that to her because ultimately we are a reflection. Our life is a reflection of that. Had she left for a new job running out of desperation to leave, same resignation wouldn't have brought the same response. But since she had brought herself so high up on the vibrational scale of joy and appreciation, and her soul was just lit. It brought her beauty and wonderful, wonderful outcomes in the outside world. She's now thriving in that new job and has a beautiful new relationship, and she's navigating life with the power of herself, soul, divinity, connection. And she's moving and grooving. 
and she's continuing to learn and unfold a life that is always working out for her. And she has the commitment to that story, so different than the commitment she had to the story prior to us working together. The story she has now about her faith, her life, herself, her family, her identity is now so connected with the highest parts of who she is and the highest parts of the universe and how it's put together by our creator that everything is unfolding in perfect harmony for her. Even when it looks like it's not, she knows through faith that it is. She's not interpreting those things with fear anymore. She is now navigating in faith. Make a decision for yourself to tune in as to where you're making decisions for yourself. Are you making them out of fear and hoping that God sends you a signal that it won't be too bad if you make that decision? Or are you operating from a place of faith and inner knowing that you are a divine creation on this human planet and that you are meant to unfold and be brilliant and illuminated and strong and powerful. If that's not where you're coming from, then you're not really in touch with your God. I wanted to cover this topic. I know it was controversial. I thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to work on opening your soul up and turning it on and being that illumination that God meant you to be, we'd love to talk to you about our work and how it comes together and what we do. If you're the right fit for what we do and we can help you, we'd be happy to invite you into our workshop. Mofall.com slash give me clarity. We'll see you next time and take the signs from your inner faith. See you next time. This Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.